Somebody shout hallelujah. Beloved, we are welcome to episode 11 of the season 2 of Biblical Phonesis. In episode 10, we address a rather negative personality trait not desirable in individuals and leaders. We noted in that episode that neurotism is negatively related to authentic leadership, either in a secular world, environment, or in a church. That is why we need to know the implication of the personality traits. That, it, that we have been looking at since the beginning of season 2 because there are some that are not desirable in the fold they will lead to ruin for any leader the the five personality traits from from consistentness to agreeableness to neurotism openness to experience and extraversion otherwise called Kino have major implications for managers of talent and policy makers in an organization, including the church. Beloved, concerning leaders, this trait called Keno, like I just said now, have implications for the selection, deployment, training, and development of leaders. So in this particular episode, we attempt to answer what are the management implications for personality trait in, in leaders. To unpack the responses to this central question, we must recognize we must recognize that attention to transparency and morality among individuals such as ministers in leadership role is not optional. And so selecting and developing Christian leaders who are authentic is vital to organizational image and outcomes. In the case of a mission, for example, it is vital to evangelism and membership retention. In other words, selecting leaders and deploying them is vital to the Great Commission, bringing people to the fold and retaining them. From episode 1 of this season to episode 10, we have highlighted the idea that personality traits are related to authentic leadership. Why the high dimension of four of these traits are possibly related to authentic leadership, both the high or the low dimension of neurotism is undesirable in a Christian leader. A true Christian leader, beloved, cannot be described as neurotic or paranoid, or someone that is suffering from, from, from neurotism. If such happens, it is a serious question mark on the salvation of such a fellow because Jesus Christ cannot be said to be the role model of that person. So number one imputation of personality trait is deployment. It can be used in making the right deployment. When prompted by the Holy Spirit to appoint or promote leaders in the church, Personality trait test or observation, either formal observation or informal observation, can help us modify expectations in positions. Number two, it can also inform the kind of supporting training such fellow that may be deployed will require in order for them to flourish. Number three, imputation is 
the test or observation should help leaders to identify their potentials and prepare better for future role. The fact that somebody is raising their hand that they are available, the so-called availability fallacy, do not mean they have to be deployed. They may be available because they are, they are jobless at that particular time or they have authorial motives. So, beloved, we have to be mindful of personality traits when we are selecting leaders, deploying them, and planning how to train them to do better in their assignment. Beloved, as an illustration is crucial at this point. Knowing that certain traits, such as neurotism, may be negatively related to authentic leadership, churches can focus attention of leaders who may be less who may be disposed to it by providing them with proper training so that they can make a success out of leadership assignment. Similarly, ministers and pastors in charge of parish should be able to observe the personality traits of workers when choosing and developing them as future leaders in the ministry. The ability to assess and consider personality traits zero into the meaning of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 5, which says, There are differences in administration, but the same Lord. And the NIV says, that same verse, the NIV says, There are differences in kinds of service, but the same Lord. So, beloved, for us to continually improve service, we need to be mindful of personality traits and their implications. Beloved, in effect, knowing and considering personality traits in leadership is connected to how well we will do in our place of assignment. Jesus Christ underscores the importance of service that is very clearly outlined in 1 Corinthians 12.5 to every one of us. If we look at Matthew 20, Matthew chapter 20, reading from verse 20 to 28, what does it mean to us in terms of service? Yeah, Jesus Christ is teaching every one of us servant. He teach, Jesus Christ teaches us that we lead by serving and we serve by leading. As Jesus Christ makes his way towards looking at the leadership Bible note, Namazel Bible note. As Jesus makes his way towards Jerusalem to be executed, the mother of James and John requests her sons to be given a preferential seat next to Jesus in the kingdom of heaven. Is this familiar to some of us? Some of the ways people struggle for power or for deployment? Both the disciples and their families have become preoccupied with status rather than service. Are we preoccupied with status being the PIC at all costs of a parish or being the area pastor or provincial pastor at all costs? Like what the mother of James and John where do was where she was doing in chapter twenty of Matthew. However, Jesus was very quick in correcting this misnomer. 
Jesus tells them plainly that his style of leadership stands in, con- in stark contrast to the world, the way the world looks at leadership. He teaches that the greatest must be the servant. Jesus Christ clearly shows us that leadership is about adding value, not getting pecks. Pecks is about the law of addition. Not because I'm the PIC, everybody will fall over each other to provide me one peck or the other. But that is not how it should be. Well, because I'm the HOD now, everybody will fall upon each other to provide me pegs that comes with the office. That is not what Jesus Christ is telling us to do. We need to understand that as responsibility increases, our right as leaders will decrease. In particular, our right decreases as we climb towards leadership positions in the church. Not that you'll be enforcing your right. As we climb higher in the church hierarchy, in the mission assignment, our responsibilities will increase while our right will decrease. If you consider a pyramid, you must well use a pyramid for an illustration here. If you consider a pyramid, if this pyramid represents the life of someone, and the base represents the beginning of the leadership journey of the fellow. The range of options that is available to the fellow at the beginning is widest. So the younger you are, the more liberty you have with your time, money, vocabulary, and other things that you do. But as you grow into leadership position, you deliberately surrender these rights and options to take on more responsibilities. So servant push for no option and assume no right. But if you think in the opposite direction that because you are now a PIC or HOD or coordinator, you have more right. People cannot talk to you. And you have less responsibility. You devolve everything to them. That is wrong. That is not what Jesus Christ has taught. So, true leadership, beloved, is found in service, not bossing others. So, we must have competence. We have dealt with competence clearly in episode, episode 8 and 9 and 10 of PP in this season. Competence in administrative matters influence the, we influence the effectiveness and legacy of leaders. For example, towards the end of First Chronicles, First Chronicles, chapter twenty-six, we see David's administrative abilities in action through planning, preparation, and personnel deployment. He showed how to deploy personnel to the best use. As leaders, we have to have that ability, know the talent of our followers and people around us, and put them to the best use where they can perform better. Beloved, in David, God selected a leader with a compass in his head because he has direction and vision, a magnet, love in his heart. The question is, can the same be said of you? Can the same be said of you? So I'll be for this episode, beloved, as you close the episode. Number one BP. Number one BP. Number one biblical forensics. 
While looking for authenticity in leaders, churches may look for candidate eye on extraversion, agreeableness, candidate with good conscience, and openness to experience. But they must also watch out for candidates with neuroticism and remove them if they cannot be trained or improved. Because there's no room for neurotic leaders in Christ. Christ Jesus Christ is not neurotic. Number two, BP. We only have two. Decisions regarding deployment, selection, and training of leaders in the church must never, however, be based on personality traits alone in the church. The trait must play secondary or supporting roles to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit owns the job, owns the mission. We decide how and how we are deployed. Beloved, as we have always done, it's important to pray for God to guide us so that we don't overlook in particular any personality that will be negative that will negatively impact in the Great Commission. And we did not say for the sake of we speak the same language or we come from the same place and we pervert justice. We look the other way when we know this person is unfit for deployment. So mighty God, we thank you. Giovanni C, our creator, our redeemer, we thank you for giving us the personality trait that is of interest to you. Personality trait that will mirror what Jesus Christ asks us, that will help us to serve, to serve by, by leading in your vineyard. Lord, we once again pray against every form of neurotism or paranoia in our midst in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the grace that will help us to deal with Jesus. Lord, we you to For every listener of this episode, we do not allow you to keep me from this in our mighty name. Jesus, Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. Till we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.